So here we are again on the Brattlecast. I'm Jordan Rich. I have such a great time when I sit down with this man, Ken Gloss, the proprietor of one of America's premier bookshops, the Brattle Bookshop, located on West Street, number nine. And uh, we often talk about people coming into the store, uh, people from all over the country, all over the world, but Bostonians love it as well. Brattlebookshop.com. Now today, uh, we don't rehearse these. There's a question that you'll pose to me and the audience, so lay it on us. Well, why don't I start off with a question, but it, it, it comes from, we go out to houses, estates, in unusual places to buy books. But the question is, what do Ian Sexton, E.E. E. Cummings, uh, Eugene O'Neill, uh, Lucy Stone, who was a suffragette, William Lloyd Garrison, who was an abolitionist, uh, a man named Dearborn, who was the mayor of Roxbury before it incorporated into Boston. What do they all have in common? They're all customers of yours at one point. No, but... I just threw that out there. I have no idea. No, but they're all permanent residents of of Forest Hill Cemetery. Ah, That's what I was going to (laughs) say. As soon as you said permanent residents, because, all right, for the audience that's not familiar, you're going to fill us in on this. It's fabulous. That is one of the most amazing tours you're going to take if and when you come to the city. So they're all interred at Forest Hills. They're all interred at Forest Hill Cemetery. And and there are uh, cemeteries are interesting, first of all, because Mount Auburn Cemetery, which is in Cambridge, is another one. Um, and Forest Hill Cemetery, these are these old cemeteries that were formed in the 1800s. And the monuments, the artwork, the landscaping are amazing, but there are famous people. So what happened? Why did I bring all of this yeah. up? The the Forest Hill Cemetery was redoing their offices, redoing everything there, uh, making it more efficient, uh, because the original building was done back in the mid-1800s. It's gorgeous. But at one point, they had collected history of the people who lived there or had lived and are there. Yeah, residing there currently. Uh, residing there currently. So they had, the Friends, and there's a Friends organization, had put together uh, a collection of Eugene O'Neill's books, a few things of Ian Sexton, E. E. Cummings, who uh, was a poet, uh, mm. William Lloyd Garrison, they had some documents signed, Lucy Stone, who is really coming up because she was a suffragette, a very important person in the women's movement of the 19th century leading to the vote, uh, and, and on. And But they had had this collection, but nobody could take care of it. Nobody had the time to do it. They needed the offices for something else. So I got called to a cemetery to buy a collection. And I have to admit, I think it's only the second time I've been called to a cemetery. It's not the first, but uh, it was fascinating. How, how big a collection, just in terms of volume, was it? Uh, there was probably about 500 books. Gee. Know. Mainly, whoever was collecting it liked Eugene O'Neill the best. Mm. So there was a, an extensive collection, and that's really where the value was. The others were sort of a a representative sampling here and there. But again, one of the things about putting together a collection like that, if it's not a university, if it's not a library, if you don't have somebody who's almost a librarian or curator for it, it sort of keeps getting put to the side and put to the side. And quite honestly, people don't go to cemeteries 
to look at the books of the people who wrote it. What what they do do there, though, they have tours. The, the monuments there, uh, Augustus St. Gardens, who is one of the f- famous sculptors of the 19th century, and they have more of his sculptures there as monuments than any place else in the world. Hmm. And it's fascinating to walk through these uh, cemeteries. Uh, one of the it was it's in the Boston area in the uh, Olmsted did the emerald necklace. Right, this right. was before Olmsted, but it's sort of at the far end of that emerald necklace, uh, and it fits in perfectly. Uh, it's it's fun to walk through. Now another thing that they had at this uh, collection was they had a whole bunch of cemetery journals. Now, on the surface of it, it could sound interesting. What what does a cemetery journal have? A big part of these journals were landscape architecture. Anybody who's interested in landscape and how to plantings and trees and paths and making things beautiful within a cemetery they're fascinating. We know that someone interested in gardening is going to love these uh, journals. And not that many cemeteries had them, get them, keep them. And so they're actually fairly hard to get. And they're fun to thumb through. Is there any knowledge as to why so many famous celebrities, quote unquote, uh, wound up in Boston cemeteries, not necessarily from Boston themselves? Well, a lot of them ended up living in Boston. They had relatives in Boston. But mainly they they were – from or worked in the Boston area. I mean, Eugene O'Neill, I didn't know that he had any connection to this area. Oh, Eugene O'Neill, he lived early in his career on some of those uh, shacks out in Provincetown on the dunes and wrote some of his earliest plays oh, I didn't know that. Out, out in Provincetown. In uh, Sexton, obviously, was from this area. William Lloyd Garrison. Well, that that we know. We've been talked about him on the podcast. Yeah, and and uh, so yeah, no, they and so they either lived here for a while. Uh, Eugene O'Neill's wife is also buried with him there, but there you never know why somebody ends where they end. But there are connections to this area. Uh, you know, Boston is a very very literate area. Absolutely, as, yeah. as everybody who's literate in Boston, will tell you <laughs> and be sure to tell you. It's the Athens of America, as yes. Oliver Wendell Holmes said. But the knowledge, the universities, the theaters uh, that are in this area bring in very talented and wonderful people. I, I don't know what it's like in other cities. Boston, one of the oldest cities in the country. But uh, you're right about those two cemeteries that you mentioned, Forest Hills and um, – uh, the one in Cambridge, Mount Auburn. Mount Auburn, and there have been books written about those cemeteries and how special they are. Yeah, and there are a few others around the country, Greenwood and so on. But what people don't realize is a, uh, cemeteries, along with having these famous authors, uh, a place like Mount Auburn Cemetery, they have birding societies who actually sometimes a few of them have keys and they go in because – it's an area within a, a crowded city that has trees, is quiet, doesn't have a lot of construction. I mean, there might be some new graves, but birds are plentiful. The nature in these areas, the plantings, the trees, the arbor, the arbor uh, 
mm. of them. And it's a huge, huge job, and the cemeteries do a fabulous job at it in keeping it nice and wonderful. And although it's an area where there are graves, it's the type of area you can walk through, wander through, stroll through, admire the art at it, and actually be very relaxed. And, and especially, what I've, because I've done this a few times, in the spring, in May, when all the blooms start coming out, mm. it is gorgeous. And then in the fall, when all the leaves turn, they're wonderful, wonderful areas. And then as you're walking through, they, they have maps, they have tours to tell you, you know, where the famous uh, sculptors were. And I mean, as far as seeing the stones yeah. in the mausoleums or where the famous people are. And you can make a wonderful tour out of it. And many of them also have uh, a friends area where they actually give guided tours walking through. I don't know yet if they have the uh, app tours but I assume oh, that they, yeah. uh, if they don't, they're going to have them. Question is, have you ever done it at night? Well, I haven't done it at <laughs> night, but uh, I have been on a tour in Provincetown at night of the of the uh, of the graveyards, and yes, the spooky tour. It's a little, it's a little more uh, mood setting at the, that point. But they're, still. they're fun, but like I say, uh, one of the things that uh, when I was out actually purchasing these collections, which they were very happy about, I was happy about, is in the back. They had all sorts of greenhouses, all sorts of, well, think about it. They were growing not just flowers to be used, but more for the around the uh, the whole, and they're huge. Topiary. Topiary, walking, uh, shrubs. Uh, you know, it takes a huge staff and a lot of knowledge and science to keep these places up. Of course, the way I was introduced to this, like I say, is, do you want to buy books? And, and wh- wait a minute, my assistant said, well, where am I going to look? They said, oh, Forest Hill Cemetery. They, they called. They want you to come out. I had a little bit of an idea of what might be there, but you never well, know where you're going to end up. Did your staff member think it was Dead Poet Society or something <laughs> like that? Sorry. No, they, 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 didn't, they didn't think. They actually had a, a, a decent idea yeah. too. But, uh, you know, you, get, you never know never where you're going to be called out to, who you're going to meet. The staff there at the cemetery were wonderful. Uh, the, you know, obviously they have their positions. But also, fortunately, I was there not dealing with their main business. I would not... <laughs> I'd much rather be just a tourist uh, or a book buyer than... <laughs> exactly, but... Than needing their services. But it's, it's a... Like I say, there are so many places in a city, in a city area, mm. that, you know, you have an old bookstore like ours that's not You, you sort of you, touch every aspect of the cultural city spokes, don't you? Well... In many ways, when you really think about it and you think about a large, large old cemetery, obviously there's going to be history in it. There are going to be people there Mm. who were historically important. There are going to be, as you look into it more and more and you get into the people who designed it, the uh, landscapers, what sounds like a simple little thing, you could go off in about a dozen different directions and have a great time. And you talk to the people who were there, 
And you realize they look at this in a very respectful, but in many ways from a different perspective. How do we keep it up? How do we keep the buildings going? How do we keep this? How how do we make it someplace not only where somebody would want to have their relatives resting forever, but where you want to come in and visit them too and make it wonderful for them. Great story. Absolutely great. Another uh, collection story. There are lots of them on the podcast menu you can check out, but we've got many more to come. Uh, as always, we invite you to suggest a topic for Ken to look into, info at brattlebookshop.com. And don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends as well. Subscribe, download, rate, and review the podcast, and we'll keep coming at you with uh, these amazing topics. Sir, I thank you, and uh, the next time I go to the cemetery, I'll uh, keep an eye out for any good collections that we can send your way. (laughs) That that would be wonderful, or or we can take a walking tour and just relax and enjoy it. I love the idea of meditating in that. Actually, it's it's fascinating. Thank you, sir. Thank you. 